0: Well, we're going to get into the Word for a few moments tonight. Thank you for coming. And we're doing a little series called Jesus, Our Healer. And I want to open up by looking over in Galatians, the third chapter. In Galatians chapter 3, in verse 13 and verse 14. We talked last week about that He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord, our Healer. He said, I am your Healer. Isn't that good to know? That He didn't say, I was... He didn't say, I will be. He said, I am your healer. Amen? And so it's good to remind ourselves of healing scriptures. It's good to feed along these lines because we know that the enemy would like to, to attack. We know that he would like to deplete the saints. But thank God, the more we stay built up in the word of God, the stronger we can become to stand against the onslaughts of the enemy. And all of us have had attacks, each and every one of us. But aren't you glad you're still breathing? Amen. So in Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14, it says, Christ has, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, that word redeemed is a great word. It means purchased, ransomed, bought back, and rescued. Aren't you glad God rescued you? I'm so glad that of your testimony that you shared with me tonight, God rescued you and He's doing a good work in you. Praise God, and he's going to continue to do it. She reminded, go ahead and stand up. She reminded me at her baptism that we had a word for her, and the word was, he who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the hand of the Lord is upon you for good. And you've been rescued, and I've been rescued. Isn't it good, praise God, to be delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the glorious kingdom of God. Amen. So we know this, that sickness and disease came as a result of Adam's fall. Now, if you look at Romans chapter 5 in detail, you'll see the parallel or the comparison between Adam's transgression and, of course, Jesus' act of righteousness on Calvary. And in Romans five seventeen, it sort of summarizes it. It says this, For if by one man's offense, that's Adam, death reigned by one, much more those who receive abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness, what are they going to do? We are going to reign in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this statement. The life of God that now reigns in your body is far greater than the death that reigned in Adam. That word life there in the Greek is zoe. It means life in the absolute sense. I've got the life of God in me. You've got the life of God in you. You've got his life. You've got his nature. You've got his ability. Yep, we've got the life of God in us. Amen? Now, Jesus paid the full price... For us to be redeemed from sickness and disease. It is in the plan of redemption. We notice in Isaiah 53, it says this. He says, surely he has, again, that's past tense. He has borne your sicknesses, literally, and carried your pains. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Read the rest with me. But he was wounded For our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. It's like Bosworth said, he went to the cross spirit, soul and body to redeem mankind, spirit, soul and body. And so peace is a part of your redemption package. Amen. And so this peace that God has made available to us is something that we need to make sure that we hold fast to and not let it go. And I think a lack of peace comes from looking at the wrong things. A lack of peace comes from talking about the wrong things. And we've all done it. When are we ever going to learn? Including me, myself and moi. And so the peace of God that passes all understanding, the scripture says it's going to keep your heart, but it's also going to keep your mind. You know, stability is extremely important for the day in which we live. Stable. God is looking for stable Christians. Stable men. Stable women of God that he can call on so that they can be used for the glory of God. And everyone said amen. So Isaiah 53 then was really a preview of Jesus' public ministry and his substitutionary death. 1 Peter 2.24 looks back at that fulfillment. In 1 Peter 2.24 it says, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live under righteousness, by whose stripes, what? By whose stripes ye were healed. I'm looking at a bunch of folks that were healed. And so our words then play a very important role when it comes to walking in our redemption. And that's what I want to center in on just for a little while tonight, our words. Words can make us or words can break us. Words can hurt us. Or words can help us words from the Word of God in the heart of man spoken out of the man of God's mouth are wonderful powerful things that will keep you strong and keep you well but many people are snared by the words of their mouth one person said well you know when you get to be 60 years old bad things start to happen Now, he really didn't know what he was saying, but really he was prophesying his own demise. Uh, Just because you get older doesn't mean you have to be sick. Amen? Amen. And so, words, faith-filled words, are important. Now, you and I, we've been given dominion. And we have been given authority. God has given us his words to speak over our bodies. Amen. And we can command our bodies to line up. Does anybody Has anybody ever had a part of their body that needed to line up? Yes. We'll talk to it. Did you know that kidney, your kidneys can hear you? Did you know that your heart can hear you? Did you know that your knees can hear you? Your body was designed and made by God. And your body is designed to submit to God's Word. Amen. I like to say this on a regular basis. Every organ and every tissue of my body functions in the perfection to which God created to function. And I forbid any malfunction in my body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, but any disease, germ, or virus that touches your temple dies instantly in the name above every name. Can you come into agreement with that? Well, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord shout so. Amen. In Matthew chapters uh, 12 and verse 34 through 37, they're going to pull that up there. He said, "O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh." Verse 35: "A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth what kind of things? Good, good things? good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of the heart brings forth evil things." Verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now here's what I want to look at. Verse 37. It says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The NLT says it like this. The words that we say will either acquit acquit us or condemn us. As I said earlier, they will either help us or hurt us. The message says this, words can be your salvation, words can also be your damnation. Pretty strong, right? Yeah. Words can either be our salvation or our damnation. I'm so glad when I was about 23 years old. I really heard the gospel for the first time. I was on my way to hell, just like some of you were. But I heard the word of truth, and I made the confession of Jesus Christ as being my Lord and Savior, and it brought into my life the Son of God and total salvation. Now notice this in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Did you know that Christianity is called the Great Confession? It certainly is. In verse 10 it says, For with the heart, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt confess with thy mouth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, now, verse 10. It says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? It's made unto salvation. So we see here then that we have the heart... And the mouth connection. For faith to operate and to function the way that God intended it to function, faith must be in two places. Faith must be in our heart, or we could say it this way the word of God must be in our heart. But what saith it? The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. And so we spend time then meditating on God's Word. In other words, getting God's Word into our heart. And one way we do that, of course, is through continual thinking upon, dwelling upon, muttering and uttering what God's Word says concerning our lives. And so God's Word then, it gets in our heart And when it gets in our heart in abundance, what happens? Out of the abundance of the heart then, the mouth is going to speak. You cannot help but speak what you have on the inside of you. Therefore, it's extremely important that we protect our spirit. As Proverbs 4.23 says, he said, Protect your spirit or guard your heart. For out of your heart flows the very issues or the very forces of life. Amen. And so there are a thousand and a million and one things vying for our attention. Why? Because they're trying to get in our mind so it can drop in our heart. And when it drops in our heart and we speak it, bad things can happen. But we're not talking about bad things happening. We're talking about good things happening in our lives. And so make sure then that you're meditating in God's word in uh, Joshua I believe it is 1 verse 8 he said this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then you will make your way what yes. you will make your way prosperous and you will have you will have good success good success comes by letting his word abide in you. In you. In you. In your spirit, man. And so it is with the heart that man believeth. Say with me, I believe. I believe in my heart. heart Everything everything God's word word has said about me. me. I I believe it. Amen. Don't let your head talk you out of it. You see, believing God has to do with believing Him and trusting Him from your heart. And that means sometimes apart from what reasoning would tell you. And so it is with the heart that man believeth, and it is with the mouth, verse 10, it is with the mouth that confession is made unto salvation. So how do we get unto salvation? We get unto salvation... By believing and speaking. Amen. Amen. That's what you did at the new birth. But I want to remind you that salvation is an all-inclusive word. I heard this many years ago. John Osteen was one of the greatest preachers that ever preached as far as I'm concerned. He would preach the gospel in such a simple and yet such a powerful way. And his messages weren't long. You know, Joel's messages aren't very long. But one of the things he said, I believe it was at a camp meeting. I heard it by a cassette years ago. He said, if you want to get unto salvation, you've got to believe and speak. If you want to get unto healing, you've got to believe the word of God in your heart and say it with your mouth. If you want to get unto prosperity, unto peace, or unto all the benefits that salvation provides for you, you've got to believe it and declare it and act on it. How many declares of God's word do we have here tonight? Amen. How many believers do we have in the house? Amen. So words can be your salvation. Kenneth Copeland said this. He said, "No one has a choice of whether or not they live by their by words, but they do have a choice of what words they live by." Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's a choice daily to live by what God said. Deuteronomy says, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Amen? Say it with me real strong tonight. I'm choosing life every day. I'm speaking life. Every day. day. So medical science has discovered that the part of the brain which controls human speech is connected to every nerve of the body. Now this is from an article, Patient Knows Best, published by Reader's Digest years ago. Let me read it to you. A person's answer to the question, Is your health excellent? Is it good, fair, or poor? is a remarkable prediction of who will live or die over the next four years. A study of more than 2,800 men and women, 65 and older, found that those who rate their health as poor are four to five times more likely to die in the next four years than those who rate their health excellent. This was the case even if examinations Showed the respondents to be in comparable health. These findings are supported by a review of five other large studies totaling 23,000 people. Is it important to call yourself well? You may not look well, you may not feel well, but you can call yourself well. Amen? You may not look rich, you may not feel rich, but you can call yourself rich. I can call myself rich? Absolutely. It belongs to us as children of the living God. Here's what another man of God said. He said, People who have an image of themselves being in poor health will talk about poor health. Even though they may be in good health, they seem to live out the reality of the image they have of themselves even unto death. And so we see... The word and health connection. Everyone say, the word of God God brings healing. healing. Let me just quote this to you. You're familiar with it. In Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22, he said, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saints. Keep them in the midst of what? Keep them in the midst of your heart. Let them not depart from before your what? for your eyes. You see that? The way you keep God's word in your heart is you don't let it depart from before your eyes. And then he goes on to say, For they, my words, that you keep, that you attend to, that you meditate on, for my words are life unto those that find them and their health and their medicine to all their flesh. Amen. Say with me, God's word is medicine to all of my flesh. flesh. Just a few minutes longer now, Proverbs 10 and verse 11, talking about words, Proverbs 10 and verse 11, it says, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, the mouth of a righteous man, are you a righteous person? Yes. Well, somebody says, I'm trying to be. You don't try to be righteous. You are righteous in Christ Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, the word there, well, means spring, purification, joy, or the source of life. So the mouth of a righteous man is a source of life. It is a source of joy. The NLT says this, the words of the godly... Are a life-giving fountain hmm. the words of the godly are a life-giving fountain hallelujah our words are life-giving 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 we can speak over life over our life but our words toward others are also life-giving man if there was ever a day where people have become despondent and discouraged, just besieged by the circumstances of life. It's the day we're in right now. Yeah. But you and I as ambassadors of healing and ambassadors of health, we can bring a life-giving yes. word Amen. to a soul that is weary. Amen. We can bring a, 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 an encouraging word to those that are discouraged. Amen. Never minimize what you have on the inside yes. of you you've got something great on the inside of you you've got something to share with other people you've got words of life you've got words of love you've got words of joy you've got words of peace you are light bearers and carriers of the good news of jesus christ that's what we are and we're making a difference don't let anybody for one moment Make you feel like you are not a difference maker. You are a difference maker. You're making a difference in your home. You're making a difference in your business. You can make a difference wherever you are. Just be a person filled with the word, filled with the life of God, and let it be a fountain of life, a fountain of love to those that are around you. My name is Mark Thomas, and I approve of this message. Praise the Lord. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. Glory to God. A life-giving fountain. Hallelujah. We got a river of life flowing out of us. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It lifts up those that are downtrodden. We've got a fountain of life, a river of life flowing out of us. Amen. And as a church, I believe that we're heading into our best days. i tell you what's happening. God is doing some restoration right now in the lives and in the people of our church. And there are some things that are going to be coming up, praise God, that we're going to be able to see restored. Some things that we've done in the past, some things that, that are really needed in the church. Folks, we need community in this church. I mean, we've been shut up and shut down too long. It's time for the body of Christ to get together and to gather together, amen? Certainly we're going to be smart. Certainly we're going to use wisdom, but we can't allow the spirit of fear to cramp us and to crowd us in so that we're not able to be with one another and love one another and be a blessing, amen? Praise the Lord. A lot of pastors have left their post during the pandemic. They've been discouraged. And, uh, and a, lot of, a lot of church people have, have just gotten so discouraged. I talked to uh, someone uh, recently, uh, Tony Cook, talking about all of the counselors in Tulsa that uh, they've just seen an enormous amount of suicides among teenagers. Just an enormous amount of, uh, of counseling needed for people that have hit the skids during the pandemic. Well, thank God, you and I have got answers. I said we've got answers. But we need to be with one another. We need to commune with one another. We need to pray for one another. Do we need to do it or don't we need to do it? There's some things that are in store. There's some things that God's going to do. Amen? Ra, ra, siskumba. One translation says this. It says that the mouth of the just is a vein of life. It's a vein of life. In Proverbs 12, verse 14, he says, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. NIV says... From the fruit of his lips is a man filled with good things. Hallelujah. Proverbs, the 12th chapter, and the 18th verse says, The tongue of the wise is health. Say that with me. The tongue of the wise is health. Here's another one that is awesome along the same lines. that Amplified says, The tongue of the wise brings healing. Amen. Are you a wise guy? Are you a wise woman? Then everywhere we go, we bring healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another translation says, The tongue of the wise makes one well again. Still another, it says, The tongue of the wise heals. Then in Proverbs 13 and verse 3, it says, He that keepeth his mouth... Keeps his life. <laughs> he who keeps his mouth. Keeps his life. But he that openeth wide his lips. Shall have destruction. The NLT says. Those who control their tongue. Will have a long life. Say it with me. I'm living long. I'm living and I'm living, I'm living strong. The NIV says. He who guards his lips. Guards his life preserves his life, protects his own life. Amen. And then Proverbs chapter 16, says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the mind and healing to the body, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Still another says, Pleasing words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and new life to the bones. And then let's all stand right now and let's look at Proverbs chapter 18. I just wanted to stop by tonight to stir you up about faith-filled words and encourage you to say what God's Word says about you. Amen. Proverbs eighteen twenty. It says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with what? the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be shall what? Fill. he shall be filled now look at verse 21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof does it matter what we say? Yes. how much does it matter? It is a matter of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. (laughs) So let's make sure we're talking the right talk. Speaking the right words. Well, hopefully you got some out of this tonight. Let's just raise our hands and give God praise. We give Him glory.